Hello and welcome to The Dirt. This is the podcast that collects leaves of gardening wisdom. I'm Emily, Senior Content Creator for Grow Your Own magazine. And I'm Sophie, Grow Your Own's content writer. On today's episode, we'll be discussing gardening trends for 2023, what gets you outside during the winter, and rising orchid prices. But first, we're chatting to Mark Dwelly, Head Gardener at Audley Stanbridge Earls. Hello, Mark. Hiya, how are you? Not too bad, thank you very much. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Just trying to shelter from the uh, ever-growing uh, rainstorms, but um, yeah, good, all good apart from that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not been very nice weather here either, actually. It um, seems to be rainy all over the country at the moment, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah, on and off. Yeah, just have to, I think we're paying for it now from that hot summer. Yeah, yeah, so we're, just, yeah we're taking back what we're owed. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about your, your growing background and how you became head gardener. Um, so, it kind of all started um, when playing golf, believe it or not. Um, that's how it kind of I got my interest in kind of gardening or groundsmanship. Um, it kind of sort of stemmed from there, really. Um, I did a, some work experience on a golf course um, and then ended up going to Horticultural College um, and then just sort of going from there and did, did um, four years at college, um, one with a, 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 like a sandwich year, so a whole year out in the workplace. Um, and then it stemmed from there, then um, came, finished college, um, went traveling, um, and then got my first job at a private school, looking after the grounds and gardens. Oh, right. Um, and then kind of ended up at, um, at Audley, really. So it's kind of, and then obviously before Audley, it was a school. So this is where I worked since 2005. So it sort of changed, changed about over the years. But um, yeah, still enjoying it. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And it's lovely if you can do something in your job that you enjoy it's it's not really a job is it in the end it's it's more of a hobby so that's, yeah it's fantastic oh no definitely yeah yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's yeah it makes it makes my days happier you know or easier should I say um doing <laughs> oh, something you enjoy so yeah could you tell us a little bit about Audley Stanbridge Gels as well but the space and stuff that you've you've got to grow in um yeah so we've been open um almost three years now um as Audley um we have 32 acres um there's a mixture of um, woodland, uh, we have three lakes, and then just the gardens sort of in and around the apartment blocks and the and the cottages, really. Oh, that sounds lovely. It does sound very nice. Three lakes sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> yeah, plenty of space to, yeah, that, to explore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it is nice. It just it creates a bit of a, um, a nice touch to kind of the, the whole landscape of, 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 of the grounds itself, really, mm. um, which is nice. Yeah, brilliant. So... In terms of obviously, you know, your time at Audley and also, you know, leading up to that point, do you have any success stories that really stand out to you in terms of maybe um, crops that have grown really well or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say any success stories regarding crops as such. Um, I suppose um, there's a couple that um, we have um, a, a greenhouse um, on site now. Um, which is part of the the, um, from the from the school where it's been refurbished, and it's not necessarily something I've done, but it's something more like I've, more that I've, I've been involved in. Mm, yeah. um, and it's just been it's nice to see um, all our owners in there and, and growing their own stuff, um, and just kind of being able to provide provide them with an area that they can do that. So all their tomatoes, um, chilies, and kind of all their the peppers and everything else they've they've 
they've been able to use it use a greenhouse for so which is nice to sort of see as i wouldn't say it was actually down to me per se but it's definitely um something that i've enjoyed being part of and, and, and seeing seen seen grow and 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 got the best use out of it mm, yeah it must be nice to see people's enthusiasm for growing grow <laughs> grow at the same time as well you know people that might have not necessarily done it you know regularly have now got this opportunity to to grow produce and they're they're giving it a try oh no 100 yeah it's, um we've even had um a couple of owners give us some of chili peppers here you know um, which is nice. It, um, I haven't tried them, tried them yet, but I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> I will do soon. It, um, so it's, it's just it's just it's just nice to sort of see people get in there and you know um, and just kind of do their thing really and just sort of experiment a bit really. Yeah, and that is an, a success in itself, isn't it? You know, seeing people sort of thrive in that environment really, isn't it? And it makes you happy, makes them happy. I'd say that's definitely great success story so yeah um i suppose i suppose the other the other success kind of success story is we um when i was at college we had a stand at, at chelsea oh um, wow um so it was i think it was 1998 i think so kind of you know a few years ago now yeah i'm sure i'm age sure i'm age a bit um but um <laughs> but yeah it was it's kind of the just sort of the lead up to that um and being involved sort of you know feeding the plants sort of prior to um, prior to the event and just getting things organised and just say going up there and just sort of living in the kind of atmosphere of it, um, which is which is very pleasant. Yeah, I bet that was incredible. Yeah, um, I mean we've only visited ourselves, but I can imagine having a stool there would be incredible. Yeah, <laughs> really, really, really definitely. interesting. Yeah, I think we got. I think I'm not sure we got a third or just missed out on the third place. We've got, wow. I can't quite remember now, but um, yeah, it was, it was a really good day out. Um, pretty manic from sort of start to finish, but um, yeah, yeah, it's very much enjoyable. <laughs> yeah lovely um and obviously as much as we we love to focus on the positives and um, when it comes to gardening we do have to look at the other side of the coin as well um and look at the kind of clumsy mistakes or failures we say lightly um have there been any that have um stood out to you that you've learned from um yeah i mean there's always kind of like you know you, the kind of the minor ones we used to sort of you plant something too close or um, too close to something else and you forget how far it's going to spread so the kind of the sort of the, the small things that maybe you just do and not quite think about at the time um there was a i remember when i was i think it must be my first week at college i think it was um we were doing hedge cutting and um we kind of it was quite i think it was a laurel hedge thing it was so we got to the end and i looked back and thought that's pretty awful it, uh, <laughs> and I, I always remember saying to myself that um yeah I, I can't do that again. So I kind of made myself sort of do it again and, and, and felt that I would never do such a poor job job ever again. So things like that. Um, yeah. And also, I think, again, I think it was within, probably within the first month, we were doing some pruning and I lived at home at the time and um, went back home. I thought, oh, this looks like similar to what we've got at college. I've pruned that. <laughs> and um, anyway, it, it was me being quite naive at the time. I'd only been at college for a month. Um it didn't go down too well by parents. Oh, no. um, came back just kind of this kind of mullet sort of um, shrub in the garden. But, um, I think I Sounds I think like you're a bit happy so. with the prunes and the secretary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I was. I think I got too carried away. To but, um, but at least you were I think, trying. I think that gave me. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd like to say I was very trying, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, you've got to experiment and, and you know not to, to go quite so <laughs> trigger trigger happy or secateur happy next time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think I definitely learnt from mistakes and uh yeah. yeah. 
Hopefully they'll forgive me. I'm sure they <laughs> <I'm sure> do. <laughs> You'll be able to plant them and prune a new tree that's even better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's, what, that's what I should tell them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so from what you've learned in your career so far, have you got any um, tips for our, our listeners or ways to maybe save time or, or money or anything like that? Um, yeah, I suppose we've got a couple. Um, I suppose um, what with the current kind of financial situation, you know, um, globally, I suppose one thing that um, is quite good if maybe go into the um, garden centre or nursery, kind of towards maybe towards the end of the growing season. Um, if you find any kind of um, large perennials that, in a pot, maybe they're looking a little bit sad, maybe on offer something like that, mm. um, is, is to buy them and, and, and then split and take them home and split them and then plant them straight in the ground. Really, so you're kind of you're you're saving money by buying the plant, but you also um, getting more more out of the, the planting you, you, you've bought, so you kind of it's kind of best of both worlds, really. Just kind of make the most of, of of that that one purchase and kind of turn it into probably three or four maybe different plants or mm. different, um, and then just plant them direct into the ground. Yeah. Um, I suppose another one is we have uh, on our terrace, we have um, quite a few steepier, um, um, and I tend to sort of leave leave cutting back the fronds kind of as long as I can because it almost creates a second a second wave of interest um okay so our, obviously they have the, the kind of the, the summer spring um spring interest but then they kind of go sort of a golden kind of color um come the autumn and it just so it just, just creates a, a, a little bit more interest um yeah. but it kind of extends extends the interest period and the same with um, Veronicastrum we have on the terrace. Um, again, the flowers kind of go this really kind of dark sort of um, colour, and it just again it just creates a different a different view and a, a different interest for, for kind of a bit of a longer period, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing what these things can do. I mean, even simple things like you know rosebuds, you know, and leaving certain shrubs as they lose their leaves, and it's just everything sort of does its own thing as the seasons change, doesn't it? And does you know and all becomes quite athletically pleasing again <laughs> when you don't expect it to. Yeah, I think yeah, I think sometimes you kind of um, whether you whether you forget to cut them back or on purpose or by accident, sometimes you can sort of surprise yourself. And think, oh, I didn't I didn't quite get time to cut that back, and you think actually that's not a bad thing to be honest with you. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's like it creates a bit more interest and just something else for certainly our, our owners to look at and when they when they walk around the grounds. Um, it's just sort of different point of view for them, really. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, and what you said about um, picking up plants that aren't looking so good, and you know, splitting them, dividing them. It's amazing how much a plant can come back to life when it's given a bit of care, when it's been in those conditions and in that state. It's sort of they're quite resilient when you when you put some TLC, you know, um, towards them. And and I always find that fascinating. And how you know, I think my granddad said he's seen a tomato plant growing out of a drain before. You know, they'll, <laughs> they'll put up with anything. But but you know, when you, when you're there to sort of nurture them, I suppose it's um, they're quite resilient, and you can save money. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So it's just just kind of making the best of of, of what you've got to be honest with you, yeah. and you, you can sort of create create something quite you know interesting and and, and unusual. And some sometimes, so sometimes it's sort of luck sometimes it'll work out sometimes it won't but you know at the end of the day it's kind of the whole the whole point of gardening is, is is to experiment and kind of learn from your mistakes to a certain extent so if it doesn't work out it's not it's not be all and end all 
yeah exactly yeah and that's what we like to that's what we like to think with all the mistakes that we make so <laughs> <laughs> do you um have any fruit and veg crops that you enjoy growing personally um yeah i suppose we don't have we don't so at audley itself we don't have masses of um fruit and veg um we have we have do have apple trees um, and some pear trees which in the wall garden which produce um, produce a small amount of um, small amount of fruit. Um, but yeah, we I suppose I try and I try and grow a little bit at home. I think I grew some um, French beans this this year, which were, weren't too bad. Um, and then probably even just like tomatoes and occasionally some strawberries really at home. Mm. Um, but I think time wise here we don't have the time to. To, to grow so at the moment is, is, is to have a vegetable plot or anything like that um, I say the owners have got the greenhouse which they use um, they've got like a small raised herb um, bed area in the wall garden oh, lovely. Um, which, which which they grow a few herbs and there are, there are a few herbs like rosemary and thyme that um, some fennel we've, we've got um, scattered around um, the ground so um, yeah I think it's say it's it will be nice to have have a kitchen garden um maybe in the future possibly um because obviously we have a we have a restaurant here so you never know one day the, the opportunity may, may arise for to have a um a vegetable garden, kitchen garden yeah um so but yeah so, so it's, it's 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 not something that we do we we have time to do but it's you never know in the, what the future holds yeah. and um it would be nice if, 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 if we had the the space and, and, and the time that's it and and it does take up a lot of time especially when you're already looking after you know a, a, a garden sort of um like you do you know it's a it is a lot to take on but as you say you, you never know how things will develop and <laughs> you know um yeah fingers crossed one day <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> um now uh lastly we must ask you um if you've learned one thing in your time gardening um one lesson what would you pass on to listeners I would say being able to adapt. Um, we've the places that I have worked, we've never had um, large um, teams. So I think it's a question of say, being able to adapt and, and just kind of be slightly multi-skilled to a certain extent um, and turn your hands to things that may not necessarily be in your remit. Um, and then again, we'll be able to work together. Um, but being working in small teams, you need to you need to gel. Um, Gel quite a bit, yeah. Um, and I'd say also don't be afraid to take risks. Mm. Um, say again, it all comes back to kind of the whole kind of experiment um, and being being able to to experiment and try new things. You know, don't be afraid to plant something somewhere. You know, if you and then at the end of the day, it's not it's not the end of the world. It, it doesn't come off. You, you you learn from it. You move on. Um, I suppose it's, it sounds a bit of a cliche, but kind of chase. To a certain extent, it's chase, chase your dreams and ambitions. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, chase almost, I would say, if chase yourself in 10 years' time um, and look look to if if you know what you want to be in 10 years' time, then chase it. Yeah. And then just, and just keep, keep keep chasing yourself to a certain extent. Mm. Um, as, long as, as long as you've got, you know, a dream, an ambition and a goal, kind of go for it. Yeah. You know, don't, don't hold back. Um, and that's yeah, that. That would be my, um, um, yeah, that would be one thing I've learned to say. Um, it's life too short sometimes, you know. So you have to sort of 
sometimes you have to go go all out. You don't always have to go all out, but sometimes it's it's, it's necessary to kind of to get what you what you require, you know, to get yeah. get, get the most out of life. And yeah. I think as well, you saying about pushing yourself is so true because. I'm, I'm renovating my house at the moment and there's things and jobs that I never thought I would be capable of doing because I think people have an idea of what they think they can and can't do and that applies to gardening as well you could be trying to build a raised bed out of pallets and think well I can't do that but actually if you throw yourself into it and be open-minded you can achieve much more than you might initially think yeah definitely so we've just by, by our um our leisure club we have um sort of a you call it a bit of an empty space and we had a sort of a small bank so i built um built a kind of raised sort of planter out of some decking we had you know um put an edging around it and planted it all up and it just kind of fills fills the fills the space yeah rather than having a sort of a, a small bank with just some weeds going on it we kind of <laughs> it was about it was about time we kind of did something with it and i just sort of yeah kind of went ahead and did it you know i'm not saying it's like 110 percent you know perfect but no, you know but... i did i did that and i've had some good feedback you know um yeah which is good so um uh, I say I... it's just just about sort of turning your hand to something different sometimes yeah definitely and i think sometimes these things can surprise you you know a diy project maybe at home can turn into something really unique and like a centerpiece of your garden mm. you know it's it's you know like you say you try these things and they can turn out really for the best oh 100 we've also sort of we have um, a bit of a gardening club here as well, so we get our owners involved in things like bulb planting and um, planting up some of the planters and stuff. Oh, lovely! Um, which is also which is also quite nice. Um, it, it gets it gets them involved, and they can feel part of the. It's quite a community here, so yeah. you know it's kind of we're all here to sort of kind of achieve the same objective to a certain extent. Um, so it's, it's nice for them to be involved as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, could you tell us um, how our listeners can find out a bit more about Audley Stanbridge Elves? Yeah, so um, they have um, all the kind of socials: um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you search Audley Villages, I believe, um, and they have a website, which I think is www.audleyvillages.co.uk, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have say we're all sorts of. Um, info on there like blogs um there's there's one there one there for myself um sort of gardening related topics um and anything from kind of um fitness to um cooking or some of the chefs but recipes up there so there's, there's a variety of things on there um so it would be worth would be worth checking out um it's quite there's quite interesting articles in there Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll be having a look on there. We need some yeah. inspiration. Sounds brilliant. <laughs> this time of year, especially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's looking a bit, looking a bit grey and tall out there at the moment. I'm not, not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, and hopefully spring will be around again by the time we know it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're on so, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly not cold, so. No, that's um, true. Yeah. We have, we have, a, we even got lilacs that are flowering now, which is quite weird. Oh, wow. Good, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you've had almost had like a. Um, I think with with the summer the summer heat, we were almost having like two maybe slightly two dormant periods. Um, yeah. So everything kind of shuts down in in the summer, i.e. the lilacs and stuff. Once they flower, they kind of almost shut down, and then now we've had the rain and it's still quite warm. They've sort of sprung into life a bit now, and uh, yeah, it's um, yeah getting a sort of a second wind really, which is, is not a bad really, thing, but yeah, um, it's it's nice to see. It's very different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah no, it's, it's, it's nice but different yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for your time mark it's been really lovely chatting to you yeah, thank you for coming on no thank you so much for inviting me it's been a pleasure brilliant well sophie shall we go and hear from our sponsor yep let's go DC Thompson Shop has a wide range of garden plants, accessories and gifts. Save up to 50% with many collections. For a garden that takes care of itself with effortless, low maintenance plants, the shop has lots of popular bulbs, bedding plants and ground cover perennials too. For real garden enthusiasts, there is a choice of more unusual varieties. However green your fingers, there is something for everyone. Visit dcthompsonshop.co.uk and place your order today. Hello everyone. Hey. Hello. How are we all doing? Good. Fine, thank Very you. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I feel like I'm in need of a cup of tea soon. I might maybe mm. when I get home have a little cosy cup of tea. Yeah, or a hot chocolate. Nice. Yeah, or a hot chocolate. Oh, I have got some. Yes. I go for an oval team. If there's no hot chocolate about, or just swap between the two. <laughs> I do love an oval tea. Do, they, do you have it before you go to sleep? Yeah, and also sometimes oh. in the morning, sometimes at lunchtime, I just have it anytime because I yeah. and it's all day oval tea. We're not too good for me, but apparently it has vitamins and minerals in it. So there we go. <laughs> Winner. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. what stories have we got for the week? Well, I know that this is like a little bit in advance, <laughs> just a touch. Um, but there was a story on veranda.com, their outdoor and garden section, um, about gardening trends for 2023. There are six of them. Oh. And I wanted to know what you think and what you will be likely adding to your garden. Okay. Um, so they have said Garden of Eden. So a wild, earthly Garden of Eden vibe. Okay. Like that. Which seems lovely. Architectural simplicity. So elegant things like the look of a winery or a luxe hotel mm. um upscale relaxation so a feeling of being on vacation in your own backyard oh that'd be okay. nice new victorian so traditional garden plants such as roses lilacs and hydrangeas that's perfect sounds, yeah yes. my street yeah, yeah. Uh, scandinavian minimalism oh so um, <laughs> the coziness and comfort in your surroundings yes all for cosy yeah and then water wise plants due to droughts and other extreme weather conditions smart so mm. what can you i mean it doesn't have to be from that list but what what can you see yourself embracing for next next year well it depends on what i get around to doing in my garden if i'm being brutally honest with you i know i've got some crops that i want to grow but when i finally get some seating area bits and bobs out there the coziness, I mean, I'm not sure mm. if they've given some specifics about the coziness, but like those little mini fire pits, mm. like lovely little blankets, like cozied up, you know, summertime evenings and you're watching the sun go mm. down. You get the little fire pit going, maybe some little marshmallows. I don't know oh, you, where I the light it. will take us. Oh, well, hopefully in that <laughs> direction. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds amazing. So Sophie and I will be awaiting our invite <laughs> for a garden party at yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. How about you, Sophie? What what is Sophie's corner going to be embracing in the new season? Well, I want more roses and lots yeah. of dahlias, as I <laughs> may have said in the last <laughs> episode. I really, really, really like dahlias, and 
I was I bought some this year um and uh, I bought the tubers this year and I was a bit too late so I just missed the planting period mm. but my mum secretly planted them for me didn't tell me and then a few weeks sort of maybe a month or so later when they started to grow she, she walked me over to the back of the garden she said can you guess what these are Aww. and I'm looking at them I'm thinking oh, I should really I thought she'd um taken some of my vegetable seeds and planted a vegetable and I'm thinking oh I should really know this like I don't, <laughs> why don't I know this and um and she said it's one of your dahlias and I was like oh mm. mum but we, we were a little bit like they didn't flower but for so next year definitely is Sophie's Corner expanding then well, I would love it to. However, <laughs> um, I don't. I think I'm going to keep it the same size, but maybe add some more pots around the outside. Oh, okay. um, and we have spare patches available in the border, which I might um, put an offer on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is your, your mum's garden, isn't yeah, it? it? From what you've said before, is. she's quite yeah, protective it, over her garden. Yeah, yeah. So. She, she does like her garden to be nice and tidy. She's graciously given you a patch, but yes. you're going to have to fight for her anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and although, saying that, she did say that I could have a mini, and when I say a mini, I mean about sort of half my height, um, greenhouse. Aww. Like a little, you know, like almost, yeah. you know, yeah. almost like a cold frame really, but um so that may that may appear on on the on the um garden patio this year lovely um yeah but how about you laura um i'm probably going to be embracing the natural trends mm. in that <laughs> <laughs> that always happens quite naturally um i'm very intrigued in the water saving garden because i think that i mean if we have a year that's anything like this year that we're currently at the back end yeah. of then that's really going to be key yeah and making a note of those when I finally do renovate my garden to know yeah actually what's going to withstand potentially mm. high temperatures moving forwards yeah. it, you know it makes sense it saves yeah. you you know it saves you having to potentially you know rebuy and plant new yeah. things because they're not adapted to the current conditions yeah. and and um, I would also say the bit of the traditional planting as well because I've um or as a somewhat greedy gardener, I've always given over most of my garden to edible crops. Mm. And I do think that there are certain points in the year where it perhaps looks a little bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll embrace some of the traditional elements. Maybe yeah. I'll add some roses. Yeah. That'd be that. nice. Yeah. Mm. What about your story for the week, Sophie? Well, mine sort of takes us inside to houseplants. It's about orchids, and it's an article on The Guardian by James Wong. Our um, fave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do like his stories, don't we? We talk about those a lot. Um, and the title of the article is that the era of cheap orchids could soon be over. And when I read this, I thought, oh no, because I do like orchids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically about the fact that with the cost of living um, crisis ongoing as it is, um suppliers of orchids and people who grow, grow them overseas and things like that um they're actually struggling to afford the cost of breeding them and and right. growing them um and sort of cross hybrid sort of all those situations where they're, yeah. they're producing them um and james wong visited um 
one of uh, uh, one of the largest moth orchid growers in Holland. So oh, he right. went overseas and he and he visited this place. Um, and it's really sad. And the, and I love the way the article is written. It's really like you can imagine, you can just see it, like seas of orchids that haven't been sold but will be going in the bin because oh, they oh can't goodness. afford to get them out the doors. Mm. Um, and I think the owner uh, said to James, oh, you know, take what you want because it's going to go in the bin otherwise. So... Um, I think that's really sad, um, but yeah, I I think the the cost to produce them was far it kind of ended up far mm, below. Yeah, it was outweighed by what it was to sort oh. of you mm. know what, what we'd get back. But um, yeah, and and I think you know James mentions at the end of the article that he you know once upon a time orchids were like these really prized expensive collectors yeah. plants mm. really, and then they've kind of become you know mainstream mm-hmm. really they, they, they're available to everybody you see them in a lot of petrol stations you know mm-hmm. garden centers they were actually your gateway plant into gardening they were they? yeah mm. I literally they were my pride and joy at one point <laughs> I had a like, whole windowsill full of them and you know and I'd, I'd I'd let them flower again and and you know in the article James says that a lot of people because they're so cheap and readily available a lot of people let them flower they stop flowering they just chuck them away in the bin which is such a shame because they're quite tough resilient plants mm. and if you you know you prune I guess, I guess in the right way you know you cut them right snip them right at the right times of the year look after them repot them they can grow back and again and again you know oh, like no. they'll reflower um and you know some people have them for years and mm. you know and they become a real prized like possession almost yeah. so um family it, member yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. it's funny yeah. isn't it like what what is deemed to be trendy and fashionable yeah. and even in, even in the world of plants has yeah. a massive impact on yeah the value of mm. you know of the, like you say years ago mm. they were deemed to be a, a more sort of upmarket plant i suppose yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens moving forward with that and if yeah. we continue to see them uh, yeah, yeah. We'd see if we notice them i mean i don't buy them personally <laughs> when i was a little girl i had the bright idea of trying to touch one but um ca- uh, cacti cactuses cacti cactus <laughs> yeah um i can remember in the 90s everyone had a cactus yeah oh. Every, usually like the smaller that it was yeah in like a tiny little pot yeah that was more a little like, collection but like i feel like they've sort of had a second wave of mm. they've become yeah. not necessarily actually even the plants themselves but even like cartoon versions of them or yeah. um yeah, like little, they become little characters of their own, yeah, in their own right, you know. Succulents um, as well, they've become quite popular. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's affected the price of them. I'm guessing it probably, especially, yeah, succulents, definitely. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, mm. we, we should maybe have keep an eye on these things, you know. Yeah, and see what the next houseplant trend is. Yeah. yeah. Although I would just like to say, I would love to be a lot more successful with my houseplants like I'm not seeing them as disposable but I repel them (laughs) (laughs) so so, um I mean my ones are hanging on by a thread I'm doing my level best but um yeah I think maybe if if the trends can do me a favor and have something that is literally impossible to kill that would be brilliant because don't people say cactuses cacti are impossible to kill i'm sorry but they're not yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean i've had if them like, go moldy <laughs> i think i've yeah. overwatered them but mine's have mm. gone moldy for me 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's strange. It's they're kind of there's that fine line, isn't there, between they don't need any water, but they also need a tiny bit. But also, <laughs> if you do do it, they might rot. <laughs> you mm, know, true. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, so Emily, what are you? Are you staying inside? Are you heading back outside with your story? Um, well, mentally, I want to stay inside, but that's probably not. It's not the message I'm trying to get across here. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the autumn winter months and I think a lot of gardeners will relate to the idea of feeling you know the weather's a little bit miserable um some people feel frustrated that they're having to wait till spring to to grow certain things mm-hmm. um and also like I say the cold and the dark and it can make us all feel a little bit down yeah. I think it's quite it's quite a common feeling mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask you both what what gets you outside? And during these quieter months, it can be easy to think, oh, I'm just going to sit with a blanket on the sofa and watch some television. But it's so good for us to go outside. Yeah. So what, what motivates you to go outside? I think my mum loves going on walks, like really long walks. Mm. She'll go for five mile walks sort of most evenings, really. And obviously now it's getting darker. It's it's more difficult for her to do that. Um, it's not so fun walking in the dark. No. <laughs> um so I think really my mum would be the one that would motivate me to go on walks with her, <laughs> mm. you know, spend more time doing that. And, and also just to get out and there's something really Christmassy about kind of the end of like towards Christmas, <laughs> going, going, <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> going on a like a, a walk on the beach or your local, you know, park yeah. or, and wrapped up warm and cosy. And, and I think a walk can do you the world of good. Um, and you're making that commitment to somebody else aren't you to say let's even if it's oh let's just put around the garden together let's go for a walk together you've agreed with somebody else we're going to do this and I think whatever it is you're more likely to actually go and do it yeah Mm. that's it you've made a plan definitely yeah Yeah. you know someone else is kind of you know waiting for you yeah what about you Laura I would say my mental health yeah if I'm being completely honest because even on days that I don't think I want to go outside you know you're all cozy and it might be lashing it down outside and you think oh I don't really fancy it but I really notice that my mood has a massive dip if I don't get outside like I think I need a bit of outside time each day it doesn't even have to be long Yeah. yeah but I just think it's it feels so important to my well-being really yeah I completely agree it reminds me of that that meme that was going around a few years ago of this I think it was a man like like stompily like walking up the road in a really grumpy fashion (laughs) said something like going on a stupid walk for my mental health because like quite often you don't like feel like going and you think oh for goodness sake why do I have to go and do this and you're grumpy and Mm. frustrated but then when you come back Mm. and you you know come back in and you know and also makes your house feel a bit warmer when you've been outside yeah Yeah, it does appreciate I I really think that there's a lot to be said for you know you might it might be a rainy Sunday you might think oh I'm just gonna like watch a couple of films under the blanket with my cup of tea and like and you think oh there's nothing I don't want to go outside at all by the end of the day I can feel really um like you can you can have enjoyed the relax but I notice it affects how I feel so much by the end of the day yeah how about you what's your motivation um kind of yes the mental health side of it yes I become more irritable if I don't go outside and I don't really see myself as like the the outdoorsy type I'm much more like to grow undercover or indoors than I am to grow out on a plot personally Mm. but 
as you say, you know, you feel and mm. know the, the benefits of it, but also um, to get jobs done. And mm. like, I know that I had a, a tidy up of my garden, the sort of autumnal tidy up, if you will, um, on Sunday. And knowing I was getting those jobs done, filling that the, the green garden waste collection bin. It was the last one of the year. I felt so productive and on it. And my garden is now much tidier. I'm ready for that sort of, well, I say sleepy period, but if we keep getting mild temperatures, I'm going to have to keep cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I will have nowhere to put it. Um, but yeah, I did feel good once I'd done that. Mm. Um, and again, like with the weather being iffy as it is it's easy to keep putting off jobs like that yeah, yeah. you know the mowing of the grass or trimming of hedges and etc mm. um but yeah I felt a real sense of achievement getting mm. that done I love that yeah, yeah it makes you feel good yeah 100% oh love being outside <laughs> yeah um I would say before we uh wrap this final episode of the series up um obviously i think now might be a great time to say that we're going to be back with a one-off christmas special yeah. sorry people if you're feeling that it's early to early to say that but there'll be a little couple of weeks break and yeah. then we'll be back with that um so please do join us then please so, expect ridiculousness and chaos but yeah. Oh, yeah. hopefully you'll enjoy it um, so i think it's probably time to say emily shall we go and dig some of the tinsels yes and so December is not generally known as a time of bumper harvests, but it's the ideal time to enjoy crops like leeks, parsnips and sprouts. Brassicas are a winter staple and if planted firmly they should be hardy enough to withstand the weather. However, pigeons can be a big problem and putting up preventative netting is never a bad idea so long as it's taught. Despite salad being a typical summer dish, winter salad leaves can be just as delicious. Winter lettuces need to be protected over December, so check that cloches and fleece are doing their job and remove as many weeds as possible to ensure fresh air circulation. Have a fantastic week on the plot, and until next time, happy growing! for listening to this series of the dirt don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for free so you never miss an episode we'd love it if you'd rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to spread the word to your plot neighbors plus we have an exclusive grow your own magazine offer just for listeners of the dirt all you need to do is visit growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash gyo 52 that's gyo and the number 52 or call 0800 904 7000 and quote GYO52 to receive three issues for just £5. That's a saving of a whopping 76%. Every issue of Grow Your Own is packed with gardening advice, expert tips and tricks, and jobs to tick off your list. And each magazine comes with a wonderful bonus gift, such as selections of seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms. 
And on a final exciting note, remember to get in touch if you or any of your gardening friends have some great stories of successes and fails on the plot. You could be a guest on the next series.